What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it, Hale Varsity Radio on the road today uh, down at Long Wells in the rail yard post-Nebraska baseball. The Big Red, a uh, efficient uh, 1-0 victory over Michigan. Cade Povich uh, for Cy Young, right? Wow, what a performance for him. We're down here 4-6, to six, getting out and about and uh, getting the holiday weekend kicked off as uh, we remember those who gave the, and paid the ultimate sacrifice, uh, laying their life down. Uh, to keep our freedoms. So uh, I want to see you down here at Longwell's, and uh, you're invited out. Uh, plenty of big screens going on, a little curling to my left, and a BTN's fired up the, 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 the good Nebraska-Iowa games where uh, there's an OT thriller in 2014, if you remember. Kenny Bell, DeMornay Pearson out in the end zone, right? And uh, so we're just hanging out. Willie J, Will Wilson, Bless his heart, pulling double duty today back at our ESPN studios. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-800-825-5865. Now, what I envisioned today, 75, sunshine, sun-drenched, and yeah. No, it's, it's, it's late May, it's 60. I've got the, the old man puffer vest and quarter zip on, and it's, it's cold. Uh, Willie J., are you still rocking shorts, or did you have to go with the, uh, the joggers uh, because you can see your breath? Yeah, you, you know me, Schmitty. I'm always rocking the joggers, uh, you know, but you're right. It is cold out there. I was at Hillcrest yesterday, and there was kids swimming in that pool already, man. Ooh. So the, the Schmidt House pool, Joe Mama's, will be open this weekend, and she has turned the heater on. So I will, I will, I will swim this weekend, but I'm, I'm hoping that upper 60s with no wind will be okay. i got to dodge a few raindrops here and there, but, yeah, if it's heated, we, we can make it happen. you just got to stay in water like you're an alligator. Yeah, and as long as the Budweiser's cold, everything's good. <laughs> it will be. It will be. So, Will, <laughs> thanks for hanging out today. Uh, coming up, Derek Peterson from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine, the Varsity Club podcast, uh, a specialty of Dr. Petey. We'll get some big red thoughts from him. Uh, Derek, also an Oklahoma graduate, and uh, he is – Going to weigh in on the, the schedule uproar uh, 2.0. I know that was big yesterday. Love his perspective on it today. Also some NBA thoughts from Dr. Petey. He uh, eats and sleeps NBA. In hour two, the pride of Fairbury. Bill Dolman, NBC Sports, uh, will join us. And then Parker Gabriel, Lincoln Journal star, will kind of set the scene for a big weekend of recruiting next weekend. Uh, with some Friday Night Lights, Parker Gabriel 
will chime in on some Husker baseball as well. 466-377-6800-825-5865. And uh, give us a follow on Twitter at ESPN Lincoln, at Hale Varsity, at Schmidt underscore radio. And is it at Willie J Radio or help me correct? That's right, Willie J Radio. That's Willie J Radio is where you find Will Wilson. Can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. So what's what's this weekend mean? Let's dive into it with Nebraska baseball. You've already clinched the rule of thumb if you're a wagerer. Uh, say somebody clinches the NL Central. You see the goggles. You see the champagne. You hear the, the, the party. You see the joy. What happens the next day? <laughs> that baseball team is no good. Right, they've they've climbed the mountain. They've hit their goal. They celebrated, and then the following day, uh, Pete Rose wouldn't even bet on the team that just. I'm kidding. Listen, that's rule of thumb. You take your foot off the accelerator once you achieve that goal. That is human nature. That happens in sports. So what's Nebraska do today? Because Will Bolt said so. Uh, Nebraska wins the opener, one nothing against Michigan. And kudos to you, the Nebraska fan, 5,434 of you. But I, I love watching Cade Povich. He is incredible. He improved the 6-1. and one. He won seven innings, uh, just four hits, struck out nine. <laughs> the, the, uh, the term immaculate used uh, more than once on social media for that first inning where I think it was just nine pitches. At one point, Povich retired 10 straight. Now, how did Nebraska get their run across uh, the dynamic duo? You have Schwellenbach. He gets in. And then the the magic of two out RBIs from Luke Roscom in the bottom of the sixth. That was fantastic for Nebraska. A one nothing, uh, just clinic by the Big Red pitching. And uh, Nebraska now can wrap up the zero series tomorrow at noon when they go uh, for, for game two in this thing. Nebraska now 30 and 11 and Nebraska also, uh, they've won 10 out of 11. So what does this weekend mean? It, it continues to be an audition for Nebraska that they are better than the Big Ten. The big, we'll get to projections and seedings and all that here in a moment from D1 Baseball shortly, but Will Bolt and, and his baseball team are approaching this thing a thousand percent the right way. And that is it, it's a it's a day of baseball. We get to go play a game and, and we need to stay laser sharp and focused because you don't want all of this hard work, all of these good vibes, all of this result oriented action to go by the wayside and, and get in some bad voodoo, so to speak, if you're a baseball team heading into the postseason. You're not expected to win out, no, uh, against Michigan because Michigan's also fighting uh, for their lives. But to me, I mean, Michigan is a squad that, you know, is your defending Big Ten champs, and they are also, you know, uh, one one game away from being your defending national champion, right? Michigan's a good blueprint to follow because of how successful they were a year ago, but also how hot they got. They were that good, but they got that hot to make a, a run all the way through the regional, super regionals, and within a game of taking down vaunted Vanderbilt last year, two years ago in Omaha, right? So 
Michigan's a good model here. And I think Nebraska, am I saying Omaha? No. Am I saying uh, Super Regionals? No. But it's not that crazy to dream if you're Nebraska because you've had timely hitting. You've got a just marvelous mix of veterans and young guys that have performed well. And listen, you're getting, I know there's no postseason tournament, but you're getting three against Michigan to keep you right, push you, and and send you into the the, the regionals the right way against a a super high-quality probably fellow two seed now if michigan gets swept do they get dropped down to the three line i don't know but this is this is a good setup for nebraska and think about how nebraska could close out this season uh we mentioned 10 of 11 but you've gone against indiana and michigan the backloaded part of your schedule with uh some of the teams contending and then the the ohio state offense right i mean nebraska is going to see teams that can hit the ball, and when Nebraska's pitching wasn't as stellar as it usually is, we go back to last weekend. Nebraska's offense able to make things happen and and mount uh, you know kind of a season-changing comeback uh, in that that uh, that slugfest against Ohio State. So uh, to me, today is about Povich. It's about uh, Buns coming in to set up Schwellenbach. It'll be interesting to see where. Schwelly goes here in the upcoming draft. Uh, I know that uh, the Yankees have been sniffing around him. That's remarkable. But uh, Nebraska uh, did their job and did it well today. So let's talk projections here. And the, the latest out by D1 Baseball, and I saw this late last night, came out yesterday after we were done. The reality is this for the Big Ten. Uh, it looked like a, a five-bid league, and that has gone by the wayside. Uh, no longer a, a five-bid league. You are down to three. There's really not a lot of hope for Ohio State. Iowa has dropped off. And right now, Nebraska, let's start with where they have moved and that is Spokane. Last week, it was Lubbock, Texas Tech. You win that regional, you're going to face Arkansas. Well, Spokane, the host team, obviously, Gonzaga, the 15 national seed. Right now, D1 Baseball putting Nebraska in as a two seed behind Gonzaga. Uh, Oregon State, you know about the, the Beavers. They are the three seed. Northeastern, the four seed. Across the way would be... Uh, Vanderbilt in a super regional. Vandy, the two seed. Maryland also included in that regional as the two seed. And uh, we, we look at where Maryland is at as a two seed. That's impressive. Michigan right now is slated to be sent out to Eugene against the Ducks. Michigan right now, as we speak, would hook up with Virginia. Uh, Arizona State is the two seed in the Lubbock Regional. Texas Tech, the national seven seed. That's where Nebraska was at. Three weeks ago, Nebraska uh, was in the Fayetteville Regional. Oklahoma State is slated there. So you keep playing great baseball. You keep winning. Say you, you enter into regional play if you're Nebraska winning 13 out of 14. Your stock is going to continue to rise. We'll jump in here. The thing that sucks is... It's already been pretty much decided 
where the, the, the regionals will take place. It would have been fantastic to revisit that because Nebraska's playing good enough baseball as a conference champ to warrant hosting at Haymarket Park. They're not going to get that opportunity. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. And it's something uh, I haven't seen yet. I know you uh, You were probably down there for that Miami regional. No, were you down there? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah went see. with my family, and it was incredible. And Alex Gordon went opposite field. And there's naturally blood in the water because it's Miami anything. Right. And I, I've heard tons of stories. It's something that I have yet to witness. So it sucks, uh, you know, but it, it's, uh, it's, it's COVID rules, right? Uh, we've seen all year. It's something we can't change. <laughs> we can't, but uh, Nebraska can keep uh, their momentum going. So uh, there's uh, where we're at with Nebraska. Let's dive back into that football uh, game time discussion point. And, you know, Nebraska fans have, have come to a reality, and there's the, the take out there that, says, look, Nebraska base, Nebraska football ha- has been down, hence an 11 o'clock kickoff. Uh, we tweeted out last night, you know, Fox Sports's matchups and, and their marquee their marquee matchups, they're all at noon. Mm-hmm. That's just how they roll. That's where they slot things. Yeah. How much of, of the Oklahoma-Nebraska game at 11 o'clock on the 18th of September do you feel – is a product of Nebraska's underperformance, or do you think it's just the the direction, the consistency that Fox wants to start laying down and continue with uh, when it comes to building a college football audience? You know Fox for what? I know Fox for The Simpsons and Married with Children as a kid, <laughs> but I also know Fox uh, from the as you know the NFL spot. Uh, and there's where they they, they, tur- they are who I turn into, tune into, for the, for the World Series. Uh, they are really late to the party with college football, but better late than never. They've got Joel Klatt. They had Urban Meyer. They're uh, building around that that noon Eastern, eleven Central kickoff time, and that's where they want to go. Uh, Willie J. It's more and more apparent to me that listen, the the kickoff time isn't a reflection of Nebraska not being worthy. But to me, it's more so, all right, this is how we want to build our brand. Mm -hmm. To be honest, uh, it's more about ABC. They passed, unless Fox had the first choice and drafted Nebraska-Oklahoma. But if they didn't, it's clear that that ABC-ESPN passed on Nebraska-Oklahoma for uh, an opportunity for Auburn and Penn State. Really, that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, and I mean that's going to be a great game. But I yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, Fox saw this as an opportunity to you know compete against ESPN. You know all those guys. Hey, let's take that noon time slot. Let's put good games there and uh, let's get people to watch. And I think that's what they did. You know they looked at Oklahoma and Nebraska. Okay, let's just put it there. And let's get people to watch. I mean, you look at some of the most watched games, Schmitty, in the past few years. Uh, that noon slot at Fox has been up there in the top ten. I mean, so it's kind of working. Um, do I think some of it has to do with Nebraska? Yes. If, if I think we were good, I think we'd be playing on that primetime spot at ABC. Um, but I, I think it's give or take. No. The fact they're not on ABC has something to do with <laughs> with Nebraska and, and what they've not done the last few years uh but fox they were they were lined up for this in oklahoma quite frankly the, their their problem is the situation they're in with this this they've been they've carried the big 
Big 12 for a lot of years. Uh, Dan tweets in, doesn't MLB also factor in? Absolutely. I mean, you have two games on Fox on Saturdays, and they're, they're at 11 o'clock and a 2.30 Central Time kick because you have baseball postseason coverage potentially. And the, the frustrating part is you're going to have a, a regular season baseball game at 7 that night on the 18th. Fox is choosing or choosing to keep MLB happy to go with that. Uh, we're down here at Longwell's Road Show Friday after Nebraska baseball. Come see us. Come say hi. Uh, we'll check in with Derek Peterson coming up. Hale Varsity Road Show Friday. And uh, we're at Longwell's and presented by the Nebraska Lottery. City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Back here, Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Will Wilson, Willie J, back at the studio, uh, catching Nebraska-Iowa 2014 here down at Longwells. And uh, Nebraska baseball fans excited to see Nebraska get that one nothing win over Michigan. I did have a Michigan fan ask me where to get some good coffee down here in the rail yard in Haymarket. I gave my unsolicited advice uh, as far as, or I should say, uh, it was solicited. I, my advice was not a, a paid endorsement, though. I said pick a spot. There's a lot of good spots down here. So we're, uh, are we efforting or do we have uh, Derek Peterson? Nice. So Derek's going to get a text here in about two seconds that says pick up, and, and he will. Uh, Derek Peterson with us from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine at DrPDHV on Twitter. Derek, what's good? How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm all right. I, I'm needing – I'm going to completely continue to whine about the weather uh, going into a, a weekend. And we're down here at Longwell, so it's a road show. You know, I mean, I see turtlenecks and scarves, for Lord's sake. Uh, we need some Oklahoma warmth up here. And I want to start off with that. You've covered the Sooners in your career, and uh, you've been able to be around uh, 80 Castiglione. Two tweets re- re- from, from, uh, from Joe regarding Nebraska-Oklahoma. What did you make of yesterday? How did you uh, kind of process that, knowing Nebraska, obviously, but also knowing Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, I think if you uh, haven't paid attention to anything OU-related for the last three or four years, you'd see what Joe C. said yesterday and think, um, oh, they're annoyed. Nebraska, you know, isn't good enough, so TV partners don't want to put that game in primetime. They're risking a, um, you know, they don't want to risk a blowout for their primetime game, whatever. Probably a little bit to that. Um, OU has been fighting with Fox in particular to get out of the 11 a.m. time slot since I was in school there. Um, I remember my senior year, like the vast majority of OU games were 11 a.m. And just over the last few years, a huge percentage of their games have been placed at 11 a.m. It was the number was ridiculous last year. I don't remember it off the top of my head. I just remember it being ridiculous. So they've been fighting 
with Fox to, to not be in that 11 a.m. slot for uh, a long time. So when I saw Castiglione's announcement, I was just like, I mean, yeah, if they were going to get out of the 11 a.m. slot, like this was going to be the game that would put them in one of the later spots on the day. I mean, like just Frost um, kind of thinking is that, and I mean, and he's right too. It's it's a pain in the butt to get uh, recruits from far away to come visit, be in town for an 11 a.m. game. From a recruiting standpoint, the atmosphere just isn't what uh, it is for an 11 a.m. game compared to a 2:30 or, or a night kick. Um, it's just not. Um, from from Nebraska's perspective, like there's. Every time Nebraska gets an 11 a.m. game, people complain. I don't think Frost cares that much. Um, he's actually been on record saying that he prefers it in the morning because they practice in the morning, so they're used to that kind of um, daily schedule. And plus, he gets to you know go home and have dinner at a decent time with his wife and kids. Um, I, I would venture to say that Lincoln would probably feel the same way from just a personal standpoint. But I know, like for them, like they're sick and tired of 11 a.m. kickoffs. That's great perspective on, on the Sooners and just their frustration level. OU's recruited at such a high level. Uh, they've done well. They've also killed it in the portal, which is nice. All that said, and they still just kill it in Texas. I mean, that's they, they cross the Red River. They go do their thing, and uh, it, it's worked well. But that's some, some wonderful insight just on how ticked off OU's been with Fox. What what do you believe? Do you believe ABC passed on Nebraska, Oklahoma, or do you think it was Fox's first draft pick uh, and first up they wanted Nebraska, Oklahoma? Um, I mean, just the narrative surrounding the game going in, it's, even if, you know, it ends up being a, God forbid, like a 48-10 to 10 game or something crazy like that. I mean, you're still going to be able to build the heck out of it, and the, the viewership numbers are still going to be great because these are two programs that um, the fan bases travel really well. Everybody wants to go see them. Everybody wants to watch them. Um, I mean, just complete, you know, I don't have any inside info on this, but I, I would be shocked if, ABC passed, and it wasn't a situation where Fox uh, wanted it for that that noon slot. No, that's good. I I just I know that nobody wanted to really go head to head from a viewership standpoint. You got Florida, Alabama that day as well. I mean, that's that's the King Kong game, but Auburn and, and Penn State will be really tasty. And I think 11 o'clock is going to work. Derek Peterson's with us. Hail Varsity.com and Magazine. At Dr. PDHV on Twitter. And uh, his uh, podcast, The Varsity Club, a weekly drop on Friday. So, uh, Derek, I know you, you got uh, chatting about coach rankings. And Harbaugh, Brom, Frost. Let's go there. And I love uh, some of your topics I think Harbaugh is really good. I know he's not lived up to, to where the Michigan's wanted to go. I think Brom is probably kicking himself. He didn't go to Louisville. And then there's Scott Frost, where if Nebraska gets out of their own way, that record could be 500 or flipped. Uh, as you guys kind of chopped it up, 
you know, where, where does Frost come in? Uh, I think what Nebraska's brought in talent-wise has been nice. I think Harbaugh has continually had NFL draft picks in the first three rounds defensively. And out of, out of these three coaches, arguably Purdue's probably had the best quarterback play. Yeah, I mean, with Harbaugh, like if he was 300 or 400 against Ohio State, would, would anybody be having this conversation with him? Um, no. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's part of it with, with Jim is just that he hasn't been able to win that one game on the schedule that matters so much to Michigan. Um, Nebraska, I mean, Jacob Padilla and I talked about this you know, with regards to the mailbag question that we had this week, which was just um, who in the Big Ten is, is most in danger of, of being under the gun if they don't win this season or if they have a, a poor season. And, like, and Brandon Vogel broke this down. Those three guys are really the only three that, would, that, that you could realistically make a case for because, I mean, like Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Penn State, those coaches aren't going anywhere if they have a bad year. Um, you talk about like the Maryland's and the Rutgers of the conference that just hired a new coach, Illinois that just hired a new coach. Um, recently, those guys aren't going anywhere. So, I mean, if there's going to be somebody that gets fired, it's probably going to be from one of those three schools. And even then, Jacob's point was, it, it you know, like you said with Brom, um, Brom has, has had success and it's been up and down. You know, he he kind of had sort of the... Um, inverted timeline that you would expect from a, a coach joining a bad program and that he was so successful in year one and then it's kind of trailed off late. Um, Frost is, is sort of the exact opposite in that he hasn't had anything. Um, but it's, you know, from a win total standpoint, it's progressively gotten a, a, a step better each year. Um, so, you know, I think there are, you know, all three of them are sort of in that range um, you know, because of performance, but also they're not in that range. Um, you know, like, has Nebraska dropped games that Nebraska shouldn't have dropped? Yeah. Has Nebraska had self-inflicted issues? Yeah. Um, we talked about wide receiver recruiting and, and just how far um, back that, that piece of it set the offense. Um, has, you know, Michigan had self-inflicted problems? Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I would agree with Jacob and, and what Brandon wrote on our website and that it, it, it's not, it doesn't seem likely for anybody in the conference this year, which this is a, this is a great conference for coaching. Um, so that's not a bad thing, I don't think. Dr. Petey, we'll get you out of here. i got about two minutes. How much trolling have you done with poor Jacob's sons and how – how, how geeked are you about the, the postseason here? The, the, the play-in was fun, was exciting, and now we're, we're moving forward here to, to this round of the NBA. Milwaukee uh, just dominant with their rim protect, protection last night. Lakers have surged to a 2-1 to lead. Denver uh, is uh, kind of flexing, uh, which is nice to see without Murray. And then, of course, the Clippers are... are well, the Clippers. How are you? How are you, how are you feeling out here this postseason? Here, you've been entertained. Well, for one, 
I'm pissed that I can't watch the Nuggets Portland series when it gets put on NBA TV because of local blackout restrictions. That's pretty uh. stupid for a playoff game. Um, I've got YouTube TV, so I don't have whatever the regional network is. I don't have access to that. So that, that one kind of annoyed me the other night. Um, I have not given Jacob a hard time for a couple of reasons. That Lakers Sun series has been the most entertaining series to me so far. If Chris Paul is healthy, that series is going seven. And I think the winner of that series is winning the West. Um, I, I actually told Jacob on my podcast, I was like, I feel partially guilty as a Thunder fan for wasting uh, what's been one of the only truly healthy years for Chris Paul <laughs> however many <laughs> years of his career with Oklahoma City last year where he has no chance of winning anything and he's really healthy all year long and then you know he gets on a team that that legitimately if they beat the Lakers like they can go to the NBA finals and in the first quarter of the first game of that playoff run you know, he goes down with an injury to a shooting arm and has, just hasn't looked the same for either of the games since. But, like, that series has been super entertaining. Um, Milwaukee has kind of blown the doors off uh, in games two and three. Um, and then, like, I thought from the get-go, Brooklyn-Boston was going to be a sweep for Brooklyn. But everything else has been awesome. It's been a really entertaining first round. And I am very much enjoying the Clippers being bad Derek Peterson with us, Sale Varsity Radio. Dr. Petey, have a great weekend, brother. Thanks for the time and the talk. We'll get caught up again next week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. There he is, Derek Peterson with us, Dr. Petey. Don here at Longwell's. Uh, plenty of NBA on tonight. And uh, watching a little BTN here post-Nebraska and uh, Michigan. Come on by, say hi. We'll uh, get forth uh, a uh, this first hour. Bill Dolman, Parker Gabriel, Hour 2, Hail Varsity from Longwells. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. City Radio. At uh, Longwells Roadshow Friday at Hail Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt and Will Wilson uh, at Willie J Radios, where you find him on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio on Twitter for me. So we will dive into the hard-hitting questions here. Bill Dolman's with us in 20 minutes. Then Parker Gabriel checks in. But, Will, what, what is too cold to, to swim outdoors? Because it will be facing many Nebraskans in eastern Nebraska this weekend. How, uh, I, I guess, how polar bear club are you? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, man. Uh, I, I like to think I could survive in the cold because, you know, that's what we, we're, we're learned to do here we're in Nebraska. We're Nebraskans. Exactly. But, uh, you know, I could be a baby every now and then. Oh, same. Now, I'm going to test myself tomorrow afternoon as here goes De Mornay Pearson L. Taken down by the punter. Still, still taken down by the punter at the 31 yard line. Don't punt at him. No, why, why in God's name did anyone kick to De Mornay that freshman season? Michigan State, uh, I don't know how much scotch was spilled in East Lansing that night <laughs> as Nebraska's a Alonzo Moore catch away from winning and shocking a, a 20 point rally. Oh. Uh, uh, you just had Kenny Bell on a back shoulder. I loved this Iowa game. I absolutely oh, love this overtime win. And uh, we'll see if Nebraska can <laughs> kind of break the, the Hawkeye streak. Some NFL thoughts as we dive in. Sources to ESPN say this. <laughs> Atlanta wants a first-round pick for Julio Jones. Atlanta has a first-round offer for Julio Jones. 
Tennessee, they're a long shot. So Atlanta's had discussions with Tennessee, and that source says, you know what, Tennessee, Landing Jones is a long shot. You've got teammates and friends, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown on social media. Give us Julio. A TikTok video from Brown on Wednesday explains why the Titans would be the perfect fit for the star receiver. And Tannehill is gold. Whatever you think of him, he is money off the play action. Jones is 32. Uh, got prank called by Shannon Sharp and unbeknownst to him said, yeah, I'm out. Get me out of here. So you, you can believe that a second round pick will be offered for Julio. I, I, if I'm a GM or owner, I wouldn't blink at offering it. A third round, I think he still has some ball left. Mm -hmm. I know he was injured last year. I know he was held to to shy of 1,000 yards. But he is is such a freak athletically. He has played hurt. He has played well. And and he is, if Atlanta does nothing, and you pair him and, and Pittman together, I think you're going to be okay. You still got Matty Ice for a couple of years. Atlanta needs to get their run game figured out. That's their problem. Mm-hmm. And and right now, Julio's just he just he's just done. He's out. So I, I would be entertaining offers. I, I would cave on my first round because I just don't think you can get that for him as many mile, miles as he has on the odometer at age 32. I don't think you can go that route, but we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know where the first round pick is is coming from. Is it New England? Is it Kansas City? Now Blair Kirkhoff earlier this week would he, he kind of smiled. Yeah, that'd be sweet for the Chiefs, but I, I don't know that the Kansas City would would get him. They they like what they got, but that will that be over the top? You oh, get Julio yeah. to Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs fans are so greedy, man. They, they... <laughs> you put it right, greed. But Gordon says it greed's good. Yeah, okay. no, I agree. And, you know, you mentioned the Titans, man. That would be nasty. You got A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. I mean, got all, great tight end play. All the defense would be on them. Then you just give the ball to Derrick Henry. I mean, that is a wrap, man. That would be amazing. No good. No good if you're trying to defend them in, in Tennessee's playing great football. Other thoughts here. Prep, uh, I should say prop bet. What are you laying down? Sports books have set the TD prop bet. At two and a half for Jacksonville Jaguars tied in Tim Tebow. The early money is on the under. So that's the hottest NFL player prop right now in Vegas. The over under at two and a half touchdowns for Tim Tebow. Last week he had the former Heisman winner and Jacksonville native sign at tight end. He had the station casinos in Vegas. Uh, putting that number, that prop up. We'll have to talk to the Pride of Chicago, Danny Burke, about this next week. And the board is this. Uh, there was instant action because it is all things Tebow. <laughs> that includes a $2,000 limit oh. bet. There's a $2,000 limit, Willie J, on the under bet. Well, thanks. Yeah, right? So the over-under prop on passing touchdowns for new Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, since March, now just one week. So that's uh, 
I think Stafford will get close to his 30-touchdown number, mm-hmm. again, depending on the run game with the Rams. But I love their running back. Uh, kid out of, out of Florida State, they got healthy towards the end of the year. Two and a half for Tebow, Schmitty. Uh, man. I don't. Does he make the team? Well, that's a good point. I have a. That's I have my a, thing. It's I have just, a far it's just out free money for the for the desert if he doesn't make the team. Yeah, I have a far out theory that he's just last last resort if uh, Lawrence gets hurt. Urban's just going to go to him for quarterback. That's my theory. And it's going to be the the spread Florida offense. You know it. Left and right and right and left. Can't forget it. And listen, you, you've got ETN that they drafted into the first round. So there's your, your running back of the future. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What's what's too rich for your blood oh, when man. it comes to, to these potential trade targets in the NFL? You have Watson. Right. You have uh, Rodgers. And you have Julio. I mean, those are... Those are three game-changing, franchise-changing opportunities to the right team. If the Donks get Rodgers, I'm going to both Donkey and Chiefs games for sure. I will make a a point to to get back to to Mile High and Arrowhead. Julio, say he lands with Tennessee. Tennessee's been in the AFC Championship game in the last two years. Mm -hmm. And then if Deshaun finds his way, Ada, to be eligible... B, to settle on a massage therapist, and then C, uh, the opportunity to to get to a squad that is just maybe a quarterback away. I'm anxious and entertained to to dial in on Arizona this upcoming football season. Yes. Uh, If Julio could find his way to Arizona, I think that'd be pretty sexy. Schmitty, the Arizona Cardinals Super Bowl odds were like plus 1,400. I loved that value. Well, you get Murray, you've got B-Hop. Yes. And you got Watt there. Could all work out. Mm-hmm. We're here at Longwell's. It's Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday right after Nebraska baseball. Uh, get a cocktail, watch a little BTN. Uh, Nebraska, uh, some of their greatest wins. This is Iowa-Nebraska 2014. And uh, it'll warm up. And uh, there's things here to keep you warm. A wind-down hour one at Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-687-5192. That's 800-687-5192. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-687-5192. The dangers of secondhand smoke are well known, but what about secondhand aerosol, which is created when using e-cigarettes? Science already shows a secondhand aerosol can contain nicotine, heavy metals, and cancer-causing agents. Eliminating exposure to secondhand aerosol is an important step to keeping everyone safe. Breathe easier knowing the facts. For help quitting, call the Nebraska Tobacco Quit Line. 1-800-QUIT-NOW. 1-800-784-8669. Paid for by Tobacco Free Nebraska. Aired with the Nebraska Broadcasters Association and this station. I'm weatherology meteorologist Jake Posizinski with your Capital City forecast. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with low temperatures in the mid-40s. We'll have partly sunny conditions on Saturday to begin the weekend with a high near 68 degrees. That's the forecast on Lincoln's ESPN. Right now, 54. Stream ESPN Lincoln from your home or office. Just click play at ESPNLincoln.com. Powered by Lincoln Orthopedic Center. Exceptional orthopedic, spine, and sports medicine care. 
And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday down at Longwell's. Uh, things uh, winding down. Of course, Nebraska baseball taking care of business against Michigan. Game one of the series against uh, the Wolverines. one nothing. The clinic from Povich. Uh, Roach goes tomorrow. Uh, we'll spend time in a little bit here with uh, Bill Dolman, the pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, get his take on the week that's been. Love talking uh, ball with with Bill, and uh, we'll get his take. So let's take Nebraska-Oklahoma out of it because I think a lot of us are going to be down there. We're going to be down there. Roadshow Friday, Saturday for Hale Varsity and Norman, probably from Switzer's Cabana. So if you could circle one of these non-conference games or one of these alternative games to go to, what would it be? Do you want to go to Penn State, Wisconsin? Would you like Wisconsin, Notre Dame? And I know there's a a, a horrid like aftertaste of, of Wisconsin, but they're on the schedule twice with some money games. Oregon at Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, that's kind of the, the, the Big Ten layout there. Uh, I think Florida hosting Bama would be pretty awesome. I don't know. Will, uh, wh- where's your take here? What what non-Nebraska game would you want to see this season? I got to say that Ohio State-Oregon uh, game does kind of intrigue me. I mean, it's eye-popping in general, you know, to you know, the public. So, I don't know. That one That one I like. Uh, but the Florida one, man, a Cena game down to the swamp against Bama, that'd be pretty cool. I think LSU is kind of a must-visit. I didn't get out to Oregon a few years back when Nebraska played at Oregon. Mm-hmm. And Okranak went. And I should have done that. So that would have been money. You know what? Give me, give me Michigan, Ohio State. Right? You got khakis and yeah, topless wrestling with Harbaugh when he's in the living room, versus being beaten like a drum year after year by Ohio State. Actually, the the game I've got to see before my time is done. I've got to get to an Iron Bowl. I've got to get to Auburn, oh, Alabama. I would yes. love to do that. Oh, I, I could not agree more. That is one. Ever since, uh, you know, the, the return kick, that, that is one that I got to see. Do you know that's eight years old? Really? Yeah, eight it happened years. in 2013. Wow. Oh, my God. That, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. That's that, nuts. You had, uh, had the Athletic put out, like, some of the, the greatest days in college football history, and you had the kick six that was the, on that list. Also on that list was the Bush-Push game. I remember that like it was yesterday, getting home from covering Nebraska. I think they played Oklahoma that day, and it was a 24-17 near comeback by Nebraska. Adrian Peterson was on one leg and still went for a buck 80. And then you have the, the Bush-Push game on October 15th, 05. It's fourth and nine. Leinert hits uh, Jarrett for a slant. USC makes their way down the field. And then Reggie Bush helps Leinert into the end zone after a fumble that had there been replay could have been a touchback. I don't think it was. Needless to say, Fat Charlie parlayed that into a lot of donuts. Uh, Big time raise. We're going to wind down and uh, get reset here for hour two. Bill Dolman's going to be with us. You can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Give us a follow. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Willie J Radio. 
is uh, where Will is at. Parker Gabriel, Lincoln Journal star. Also, he'll dive into some recruiting. Friday Night Lights gets going here next weekend. And how's the quarterback race going for Nebraska? 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Back to Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday here at Longwell's down in the rail yard. And uh, a little cloudy, a little gloomy, but bright on the hill today for Nebraska. Cade Povich, Big Red winning one to nothing. Uh, Parker Gabriel going to join us in hour two here in just a bit as uh, you can get a drink, watch a little NHL playoff action tonight. Also have NBA postseason going on. And uh, right now they are re-airing Nebraska's work. Yeah, excuse me. They, they've shifted from the uh, monstrous comeback against Iowa in 2014 to, to live baseball now, Northwestern and, and Ohio State. We bring in the pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, Bill Dolman with us. Billy D., how are you? You know, I'm doing okay. I'm a little worried about you being at uh, the fine establishment Longwell's. They just want to make sure you have a death grip on your cell phone. That's, that uh, kind of shook me a little bit when uh, you mentioned that. Why don't you tell the good folks what happened post-spring game? You're a great storyteller. Well, I'm not. Well, I, to be honest with you, I really don't know what happened or how it happened. But nevertheless, you know, you and I were uh, enjoying a, a post-spring game um, you know, beverage. Mine, of course, being a Guinness. And uh, somehow, some way, somewhere, y- your phone goes from being atop the uh, the table right there on the sidewalk to finding itself in somebody's pocket, which apparently had something in it that made it rather um, uh, unappealing to grab with your hand. But anyway, uh, uh, it goes from uh, you know a very fine uh, Nebraska afternoon to oh, spring game sheer, right, to sheer, to sheer panic, yeah, and uh, somehow, some way, somewhere. But again, the good people of Nebraska, no matter what was uh, attaching itself to your cell phone, the good people of Nebraska, somebody found it in their heart to uh, turn it in, and you got it back, and all was good. Right. You and I are sitting outdoors. Our, our dear friend Coriel from 96 Kicks was down with some of her crew, and we're, we're just out here kind of facing the post office, facing PBA, the uh, – the patio area with you know the tables and yeah you get up you you, you go take a, a leak and you, you come back and you're watching the, the the greatest two minutes in sports right the kentucky derby <laughs> and next thing you know uh you're, you're leaving and you're like oh bleep where's my phone and the, i think the the dude that was passed out uh, and hopped the fence i think i think he mistaked his phone from iPhone and and every you know I've gotten plenty of advice from Coach Brett, from the wife, from Junior, from Bill Dolman. Hey, bro, don't lose your phone today. I didn't lose it. It was borrowed accidentally. Can we be clear with that? 
Yeah, but at least the guy had the wherewithal when he did come through. And and let, let's let's say His this, buddy. There are, yeah, there are a lot of candidates for those who were, were passed out at that time. <laughs> but let's just you know, the fact that the guy came to and realized that uh, that was not his phone and he, he gave it back that was. Pure Nebraskan right there. That was good. So, uh, yeah. Your take on, on Nebraska baseball, Bill. Uh, I remember uh, your attachment to the program, uh, the days of Buck Belzer, Adrian Fiala, uh, similar weather <laughs> where it's earmuff and glove time. Uh, not quite that way today, but, but maybe 60 out and a little gray. You know, what, what's this series mean to you this weekend? What, what can it do for Nebraska? It's already wrapped up. They, they delivered today big time. One nothing gem by Povich and company. Well, you know, last week we were talking. You know, you asked me if Nebraska went into the three needed to win three at least three games at Indiana, and I said I don't think so. And certainly they got some help from from uh, Maryland, who uh, hung on and won one or two games at, at Michigan. And I, I watched that Michigan Maryland series most of it, not all of it, for the love of God. But uh, and Michigan just did not seem to have the kind of juice that Nebraska has right going on right now, which is reminiscent of, of that Dave Van Horn, the early Dave Van Horn teams, where there was just an energy in the program and a grittiness and uh, just the, the kind of baseball that I, I think college baseball fans really embrace, but that had not been seen in Nebraska for a long time, if, if ever. Um, and what Dave Van Horn brought to that program when he, when he came in, and nobody really knew the guy. Um, but I think that we see, even though it's not quite as Spartan with Buck Belcher Field, uh, I think we see that same kind of attitude and, and, and grittiness that, that Dave had. And certainly Will Bolt was on, you know, Van Horn's what, first teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's, there's, and people have talked about how similar it is, and I get that, and it's obvious. But it's just great to see that back again. And it goes to what, what I always say about Nebraska football, or really any Nebraska program. Nebraska fans, Husker fans, appreciate the effort. They appreciate a team that knows what it's supposed to do, goes out to try and do what it's supposed to do, and typically does what it's supposed to do and does it the right way. And I think this baseball team this year is representing that. And, and you know, I was thinking about it today. You go back a year ago, you know, and people think, okay, then Will Bull, first gig, you know, other than Texarkana College. But remember, they beat Arizona State, I think, one or two games to start last year before the pandemic hit. You know, there were a couple of surprising results at the beginning of the 2020 season where you're thinking, wait a minute, you know, that's pretty impressive that they, that they won those couple of games and all of a sudden things shut down. And for them to, you know, develop that personality very early on in Will Bolt's tenure a year ago and reestablish that after everything that we've been through over, you know, a year. And then to see the fans come out today, you know, with, a, with pretty much a full house allowed. Uh, I just think it's, it's a great time. You hope it can continue. You certainly hope that uh, um, the people in, in College Station forget that Will Bolt was ever there. But uh, I think it is a, it is a great, great uh, time for not just Nebraska baseball, but for Nebraska athletics to see what that team is doing with the identity that it has. I think the momentum, the, the tune-up, uh, the, the talent level of Michigan's a great. Listen, you're not getting a Big Ten baseball tournament, but, hey, you're getting Michigan, who's also a, a two-seed and fighting for, for standing right with three teams slated to get in from the Big Ten. Nebraska did their work, and so many times, Bill, you see teams take their foot off the gas pedal if they've clinched, right? Well, 
Uh, it was really impressive to see Nebraska locked in. You've spent a lot of years doing major TV. Your read on Castiglione, we talked to Derek Peterson earlier, and, and he's, you know, he went to the University of Oklahoma, and, and OU's been, for lack of a better term, pissed about what Fox does with their football games, i.e. 11 o'clock, for a while now. What's your read on, on Castiglione? I know you have ties down to Oklahoma as well. And uh, what's your reaction to yesterday's tweet bomb from the AD? Well, I, I since the retirement of Bill Byrne, I think Joe Castiglione is probably the best athletic director in, in the country. If And if... Uh, if he's not, the list is very, very short. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows what he's doing in terms of, uh, I think, tweaking um, the, the the TV folks a little bit. Um, maybe this is an early salvo into what I've been talking about for over a year now, and that's the upcoming TV contracts that are probably a year or two away from being decided in terms of what the Big 12 wants and needs in whatever TV contract is coming down the way. Uh, so I think there's something strategic to it other than Oklahoma saying, we're not happy about playing at 11. There's, there's got to be something more at play here in terms of what they want when they have the opportunity to renegotiate. Uh, right now, the, the, you know, the Big 12 is baseball tournament, which I've worked the past uh, five or six years for Fox and the Oklahoma people, is on ESPN. So... Uh, I think that's why I'm able to talk to you today. Um, so is there a move back for the Big 12 toward uh, a full-bodied embrace of ESPN, of ESPN creating its own Big 12 network like it did for the ACC and the SEC? I don't know. But th- this that that statement put out yesterday cannot just be, you know, something off, off the desk of Joe Castiglione saying, I don't like the fact that we're playing Nebraska at 11. To me – a conspiracy theorist, a big-picture guy, there's something more that's at play with that. Now, and, and to me, it's really not that big of a deal. When I saw that come out, my first thought was, Texas and Oklahoma have been playing at 11 o'clock for the last three or four years, and I looked wow. it up, and sure enough, the last four years, it has been Texas-Oklahoma at 11. And if you go back, it, Ohio State-Michigan has been an 11 o'clock kickoff on Fox, and that's 12 o'clock Eastern time, right? So this is not really anything tremendously unusual. They have had some games, I think, that have kicked off the last couple of years, like at 9 o'clock Pacific time, so they can fit in that window before a noon kickoff. But I don't think it's that big of a deal because Fox has had some major rivalry games on at, at 11. And, and plus, I would imagine there's probably some baseball playoffs that are going to be played on that evening as well. So I, I don't really see what the big deal is other than we're going to send the message that's going to be delivered down the road. Bill Dolman's with us, NBC Sports, the pride of Fairbury, Hale Varsity Radio. I, I don't quite think it's postseason baseball. I think it's, but it, I mean, it, it's kind of elimination baseball. You're, you're right. It, it's potentially a big baseball matchup. They'll, they'll flex schedule in whoever. If it's the Yankees and the Red Sox, I don't, you know, I'm not paying attention. Yeah. I don't think anybody is really. But if you've got the the Yankees and the Red Sox or the, the Dodgers and uh, somebody that's in some type of a pennant fight in late September and they can put a game on it at 7 o'clock or, I guess, 8 or 9 o'clock Eastern time, they're going to do that. 
that's that's just going to get a lot bigger numbers. No matter how big Nebraska-Oklahoma is, uh, that game is going to be played in the afternoon because ESPN is probably going to have, you know, some major game on, on, on Saturday night. So I really, really don't think it's out of the ordinary for what Fox has done with its programming the last couple of years. And maybe Oklahoma's just saying, like we're t- like you said earlier, we're just tired of this. You know, th- this, this, we're tired of having major games on by Fox at 11 o'clock. This doesn't do anybody any good. And so down the road, when the next TV deal comes up, we want to have more say as to when our games are going to be played. Bill, a, a quick thought here with uh, Nebraska and uh, it, it's 25 years that the Big 12 formed. I wanted to get to this last week, and I didn't. But when, when T.O. retired, there was a shot for him to go back into coaching at somewhere in Texas, and, and I think Michigan State also reached out. What, what could have a, a, like a Bill Snyder Act 2 have, have, could it have been for Osborne in his early 60s? getting out of the Big 12, but finding a place that, that's a, a recruiting hotbed where you can go outside and, and get talent versus recruit nationally like Nebraska always had to do. Well, I don't want to say that this would have, have, have catapulted the University of Houston into the Big 12 because they were talking about expansion back at that time. But, you know, look, I don't think it's any secret now that, that there was a, a serious flirtation with Tom and the University of Houston, much more, that, much more so, I believe, than Michigan State. And, and I think that, uh, and I was down at Houston at the time and, and was actually involved in, you know, some conversations with people. I'll just put it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Tom probably had the itch to, to get back in and wanted to, but there were family considerations that weighed out in the long run, but had Tom at that time, just a couple of years after retirement, gone back, gone to a place like the university of Houston, even though it's a much different city than Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, but to reestablish or to establish the recruiting bases uh, just around the neighborhood. I'm not talking around the state. I'm talking around the neighborhood uh, of the university of Houston would have gone a long way in elevating that program with some immediacy. And, you know, the, the coach at the time that I worked with was trying to recruit Florida. You know, you could take a three-wood and hit 25 blue-chip recruits outside of, you know, the, the University of Houston neighborhood. But, you know, had Tom gone down there, established the recruiting ties with the coaches that he'd already had. I mean, we, pulled, we were pulling great players out of Houston and around Texas and elevated that program into, you know, a, a, a – predominant, I don't want to say mid-major or whatever, but I think that maybe that would have, if when the Big 12 ex- looked to expand, it probably would have said, with a coach like that, the success it's having, the TV market, uh, I, Houston probably would have made sense in the Big 12, but it didn't happen. But I really do think a hire like that for that institution, and let's face it, Texas A&M and Texas don't want Houston in there because they don't want to re- lose that recruiting base. That's why Houston's not in there. But it's something like a guy like that with that kind of personality, the success he would have had probably would have demanded that Houston be in the Big 12 as opposed to somebody else. Well, and I, who knows if Vince Young ends up at Texas or he ends up at Houston if T.O.'s coaching. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly right. And there are a lot of players that, that probably made those trips, you know, to Austin and the College Station that may not have left home just because of who Tom Osborne 
is to us now, but was to college football at that time. And they had a lot of they had a lot of ties to Texas, the Nebraska staff. Uh, I think it would have had an immediate impact uh, and dramatic impact on the University of Houston and the landscape of Texas football. Uh, what could have been? Good stuff. Bill Dolman's with us, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. Billy D will uh, talk next week as we gear up for some regional college baseball. Uh, Nebraska right now slated to be in Spokane uh, as a two-seed to Gonzaga. And then uh, we'll see where things go. Thanks again for your time, bud. Good to, get, good to hear your voice. All right. Uh, hold on to your cell phone, and let's hope that uh, Texas A&M University has forgotten all about Will Bolt and they don't have his number any longer. Uh, new number. <laughs> Bill, take care. See ya. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, Hale Varsity Radio, Roadshow Friday down here at Longwells. And uh, a lot of Husker fans excited about the one nothing win over Michigan. We bring in Parker Gabriel, Lincoln Journal star Husk, at uh, Husker Extra PG on Twitter. Parker, uh, thanks for the time. Can you do me a favor? Can you call whoever you need to call? And let's get some baseball warmth going. one nothing, wonderful, but uh, it feels like fall right now, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you know we didn't we didn't get a ton of like super early season home game action, so now uh, we're just making up for lost time with the cold gray baseball game. All we needed was uh, well, someone named Harry singing, you know, "Take Me Out" in the seventh, but it's uh, <laughs> about right. So uh, let's dive in takeaways here with Nebraska baseball. I, I know. I uh, saw some of your tweets uh, earlier. I mean, great performance, obviously, by Povich. Nebraska just enough. But how, how are you viewing this uh, this Michigan series for Nebraska, already knowing they have the uh, the Big Ten wrapped up? Yeah, well, I thought the, the, the main thing was you just, you know, I think the cliche thing or the, the, your typical way of thinking is that you're not quite sure how a team is going to come out after it clinches. You know, and Nebraska obviously clinching the Big Ten uh, championship last week. But yeah, I heard the guys on on the Big Ten Network saying, "Oh, you know, Will Bolt probably didn't know how his team uh, was going to respond this weekend." And it's funny because I my suspicion is if you ask Will that, and maybe he was asked it after the game, he uh, my hunch is that he would say he had a pretty good idea of what he was going to get from his team because. It just sort of seems like the way they're wired. I mean, it's, they're not a perfect team by any means. You know, that they, they make it work on offense. They've got a nice balanced lineup. They're not uh, the, the biggest group of mashers in the country, but uh, they make it work. And then they've sort of got by, you know, with the, with the pitching depth that they have too. So um, from an approach standpoint, you know, on the one hand, you're really impressed with, with just the way they came out and the intensity level that it was at. And then at the same time, you know, maybe you shouldn't be surprised because Michigan got a lot on the line too, and and um, you know that so and and their guy uh, Steve Ajar was 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 really good today and 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 got after Nebraska pretty good too. So uh, yeah, it should be a heck of a weekend. 
Parker Gabriel's with us, Lincoln Journal star, talking a little bit on Husker baseball weekend series against Michigan. Povich and company get it done, one nothing down here at Longwell's uh, post baseball, and uh, getting you into this uh, holiday weekend. So, Parker, when we look at some projections, uh, Spokane is the the, the new. Uh, projected destination by D1 Baseball. It had been Lubbock and uh, it, it had been Van Horn <laughs> and uh, Fayetteville for the longest time, but you know, I think this is a wonderful warm-up for Nebraska, and I'm not calling Michigan a warm-up team by any means, but I, I look at what Nebraska has an opportunity to do tomorrow to, to win the series, keep the momentum, and then I think anything can happen in, in the regional, uh, especially if they get a, a more favorable draw. And it feels like uh, the rest of the, the college baseball world is, is caught on to Nebraska's momentum. Do you think Nebraska can make some noise this postseason? Yeah, well, they're hot at the right time, that's for sure. Um, and if they put themselves, and we'll see, obviously, but if they put themselves in position to avoid going to Fayetteville, obviously that's ideal. Um, you know, that, that's a really good team Arkansas has. And I, you know, Schmitty, like I don't, you know, Baz, Chris Baznet does a great job covering baseball for us. I don't, I don't cover it that close, but it seems to me that, you know, that Nebraska's hot at the right time. Obviously they've won nine in a row, 10 of 11. Um, and the beauty of having the conference championship already wrapped up is the next two days, um, you can play exactly how you want to play. You know, you go, you try to win, obviously, but you've already got one under your belt. Povich threw, what, like 86 pitches today? So you didn't have to, you didn't have to think, okay, do we really extend them out? You can have them, you can, anybody you want, you know, you want to get a guy in an inning, you can probably get him an inning the next couple of days. You want to make sure um, that your starter doesn't throw 110 pitches. That's, you can do that and not have a conference title on the line. And so Nebraska can play the way it wants to play, get the guys work that, that Will Bolt wants to get work and know um, that they're going to be one of the hottest teams in the country when, when regional play gets going. So I don't think, like, whoever they end up against, whatever line they end up on, wherever they end up, like, I, you know, whoever draws Nebraska is probably going to be looking at it and saying, well, this is, this is great. They're only one of the hottest teams in the country. Parker Gabriel's with us, uh, Hale Varsity Radio, Lincoln Journal Star. Now, Parker, love talking a little ball with you and appreciate you indulging me in that. Let's go to football and uh, DEFCON level in Norman right now, 24 hours later after uh, AD Joe uh, Castiglione's uh, mean tweet. Yeah, well, we, so now we've gotten two. We're up to two official statements from Joe Castiglione. Uh, about the game on the 18th. So I'll be curious to see how high the number goes uh, before kickoff. Um, they weren't they were not happy about the uh, big noon Saturday uh, time slots. Uh, you know, it's, it, that's, it was announced yesterday. That's an 11 a.m. kick. Uh, it's the, you know, the, the national game on Fox that, you know, I, I understand. I mean, I get it. I, I, I love it as a beat writer. 11 a.m. kickoffs are just you know, that's the nectar of the gods. There's nothing better um, it, to, to me. But I understand if you're Oklahoma, you know, like the, the thing that Oklahoma, uh, they they just win and win and win and win. And being in the Big 12, they get rewarded by, you know, playing at noon on Fox a lot. And so, like, I understand that, that the way that Fox sees it and that being the big ratings time slot for them, like that that's not ideal. And on the other hand, like, 
I don't remember reading about anyone complaining about the checks that get cashed on the other end of that. And so it's the way college football is, you know, that's the, you, you, the, the, the marquee matchups are going to be in the time slots when the most people are going to watch and the dollars are going to flow. And that's what that September 18th matchup is. I mean, I've, I've, I've had people suggest to me on Twitter that it's an 11 a.m. kick because Nebraska hasn't won enough in recent years. It's like, no, 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 it's, it's the opposite. The four, first four weeks of the year, the four uh, early kicks on Fox are Penn State and Wisconsin, Ohio State and Oregon, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and then Notre Dame and Wisconsin at Soldier Field. So, like, that's the games that, that they have, they're going in that time slot, you know, whether athletic directors or fans like it or not. No, that that is Fox's marquee time. It just doesn't feel to the college football world that that eleven's the marquee time. Yeah. It's usually no, seven I, o'clock with Musburger, right? I mean, that's that's how we I grew know, up. I get that. I, I totally I totally understand that. And like that is, I mean, you, I grew up with it too. You know, where it's like the big game, the big when it's about how many night kickoffs you have in a year. You know, that's that's you get the electric atmosphere, the crowd. Uh, it has plenty of time to get particularly uh, lubricated for a night kickoff, and those are what you normally think of as the prototypical college football environment. It just so happens that a lot of people turn on uh, a, a big game that's at 11 a.m. too. Totally agree with you on that. The, the other side of this, too, and Parker Gabriel's with us, you have a, a random baseball game with Fox on at seven. So you have Nebraska OU, yep. you have Washington State USC, and then and knowing Fox, I mean, they're going to drop in uh, uh, two teams chasing a wild card, or if there's a tight division race, they'll, they'll adjust right schedule-wise, but that's the other thing I saw and got feedback on too is, alright, you're, you're picking a, a regular season baseball game over college football and as much as we love college football mlb being the exclusive home the world series home i mean you got to take care of major league baseball too from a dollars and cents and business business standpoint and that's the other thing that's throwing a wrench into this thing for those who want 7 p.m yeah definitely definitely and i mean that's the you know fox has really ramped up their their college football presence with the studio show and going on the road uh, like they did last year with with Urban Meyer, and now that Urban Meyer's, you know, in Jacksonville, they got you know Bob Stoops this year, and so you know that whole that the, the Fox College Football production has really been ramped up over the last few years, and uh, you know some people say they're they're I mean you can make the argument it, it makes sense it's, there's some truth to it that by by having your marquee game in the early time slot you avoid. Uh, competing with the the ESPN primetime kick and the 2:30, you know, CBS and ABC games. So, you know, there's a lot of benefits to it. It's just, um, you know, there's fans that that don't like it, and and it makes it tough for it does. I mean, it makes it tough to get recruits into any 11 a.m. kick. We talk about that quite a bit, um, especially for you know even for Oklahoma. You know, it's, it's easier to get kids to Norman even than it is to get them to Lincoln, but that's still a hurdle recruiting-wise to have an early kick like that. And then I think my, the way I read it, and I don't, I don't know if this is totally true or not, but my, my sense is with this game, there's just going to be a lot of pomp and circumstance around it. Like, I know that both Oklahoma and Nebraska have 
you know, events lined up for that weekend with former players, and it's the 50th anniversary of the game of the century, and you know, it just it just means that your 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 breakfast events, uh, you know, are are on a little bit of a tighter window. Your itinerary for Saturday for everything around that game um, probably looks a little bit different because kicks at 11 instead of you know later in the afternoon or under the light. Parker Gabriel with us, uh, Lincoln Journal star at Husker Extra PG is uh, where you find him. Parker's going to hang on the line so we don't short him. And uh, we'll dive into some more Big Red topics, specifically recruiting. So, Parker, hang on. Down here at Longwell's, Roadshow Friday, post-Nebraska uh, baseball. And uh, folks out here, I uh, see a few orange beers, uh, which is good stuff. Uh, the vodka looks me- just marvelous. It's going to happen. Uh, reminder about moving. Your friends at West Blue Realty are there for you. Is it time to sell your home? You know what the market's doing. You know how uh, much money you can make on your home. Uh, maybe you're looking. Maybe you're looking for that neighborhood. So West Blue Realty is where you go. The two names to know, Tom Luby, Kelly Hoffsnyder. And uh, when you mention Hale Varsity, West Blue Realty can provide up to $1,000 on the closing of your next home purchase. Tom Luby's number. Give Tom a shout, 402-540-3768. Kelly Hofschneider at 402-202-2312. It pays to work with West Blue. Get an appointment today. Stop by and see him. 1120 K Street, Suite 200, westbluerealty.com. More with Parker Gabriel coming up. Thoughts on the upcoming uh, Friday Night Lights, a big weekend next weekend for Nebraska. And will they find their quarterback for 2022? Parker will have some insight on that. I see a lot of kids from Lincoln High getting ready to smile and enjoy their graduation as it is a high school graduation weekend. We'll wind down uh, and more with Parker Gabriel next on Hale Varsity. What? Just 15 seconds to talk about Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea? That smooth taste of real brewed tea with just the right kick of alcohol? Mm. What? We started already. Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Look for it in the bright yellow cans. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Please drink responsibly. Hello, Nebraska. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even jousting. And it's not. Just ask my cousin Ernie. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might cause you to feel rich, which might lead you to hire a butler. Do you really need a butler? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. And they offer discounts to military and federal employees. But after you switch, you might be so happy that you celebrate by doing the running man, and nobody does the running man anymore. Well, GEICO is the second largest car insurer in the country and has been saving people money for over 75 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. All right, is that a Q2 or a Q3 expense? Dwayne's CPA went MIA. To keep his books and his sanity, he needs to find a replacement ASAP. Hey, Johnny, have you ever heard of a fungible good? Indeed can help him hire the people he needs. I need Indeed. 
Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be signs that your digestive system isn't working at its best? But taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil supports your daily digestive health using a special plant-based fiber called psyllium. Psyllium works by forming a gel in your digestive system to trap and remove the waste that weighs you down. Metamucil's gelling action also helps to promote heart health and slows down sugar absorption to promote healthy blood sugar levels. Start feeling lighter and more energetic by taking Metamucil every day. Carrier announces cool cash rebates. Call Wellman Heating and Air Conditioning to learn how a new Carrier high-efficiency system may be the right solution for your home. And ask about Carrier cool cash rebates, up to $1,650 on qualifying Carrier systems or get special financing on qualifying equipment. Carrier offers and rebates will vary. See Wellman Heating and Air for details. Turn to the experts. Wellman Heating and Air Conditioning, your factory-authorized dealer for Carrier products. Wellman Heating. Listen to this station anytime, anywhere on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music, news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Hail Varsity Radio down here at Longwell's post-Nebraska baseball. More with Parker Gabriel as uh, he joins us here uh, to talk some recruiting here. Big weekend coming up in June for the Big Red. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So Richard Torres uh, from from San Antonio uh, Southside High School is going to be one of Nebraska's. I mean, we've got, I think we've got eight confirmed so far, but you know, there's there's a that number could be go up or down over the next few days. Um, but Richard Torres is one of them. Uh, he's a big kid, 6'5". You know, he's picked up a bunch of offers this spring. You know, he's he's got the first crack at it, so we'll see. Uh, um, MJ Morris, who was at the spring game, you know, he he was going to commit soon after, said he was maybe going to commit later in May. Those dates have both come and gone. Um, you know, you see some, some of the recruiting sites maybe starting to project other things today, NC State, so... Um, that was, I think, 24/7 Sports had a had a um, crystal ball to them to NC State. So we'll, you know we'll see how that goes. But there's three guys. You know, MJ Morris has been to campus on an unofficial visit. I think there's three guys at least. Nebraska would love to get to campus in June. Uh, Torres will be here next week, and then AJ Bianco from Hawaii and Connor Harrell from Alabama. So um, you know we'll see if if all three of those guys make it to campus. If 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 the guy that they, they want the most, whether that's Torres or somebody else, if somebody says yes, uh, you know, if that's, if that's it. So um, it's going to be a really interesting couple of weeks on that front. But it really starts in earnest, I think, with, with Richard Torres on campus next weekend. Parker, as you've kind of looked at film and, and evaluated or just kind of taken the temperature, do you have any speculation, projection on – on who the top quarterback is on the board uh, with Nebraska. Is it Torres, Bianco? Man, I think he looks good and with the Hawaiian connection, but I know there's distance to overcome there. And and Harold's also picking up some momentum. Some momentum. So I think any uh, of those three we just mentioned are 
you know, they, they could be in the driver's seat if they want. Do you feel like things have cooled on Morris also? Uh, it seems like it a little bit on Morris. Now, he he hasn't told me that in particular, but if you read the if you just read the tea leaves, it's been a couple of weeks since I talked to him. But if you just read the tea leaves about continuing a couple times now, backing up the, the the sort of time frame for when you might make a decision, you know, sometimes not all the time, but sometimes that's sort of what's at play there. Now, you know, it could be. It could be from his end, too. You know, you don't know that categorically, but that is what it seems like is that that's maybe become less likely. Um, and then with the other three, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, they've obviously had, you know, Scott Frost has had a lot of success with quarterbacks from Hawaii, first with Marcus Mariota, obviously, and then uh, also with Mackenzie Milton, and then Dylan Gabriels, you know, had a great career at UCF after that coaching staff left. Um, so, you know, that's the... That's, um, that's, that's, I know there's intrigue there. The thing is, it's been a long time since Scott Frost and Tony Tuioti were off jumping off cliffs and eating ahi, uh, you know, in Hawaii a couple of years ago. So they just haven't seen him. So he's, he's one of those guys where if he gets to Lincoln in June before they have a commit and they really like the way he looks and all that, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's a real possibility. Yeah. Whether he's the favorite or not, I think it's pretty hard to say at this point. But you know that Richard Torres could show up, and the weekend could go great too, and 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 you know that could be that. But that might not be the case, you know. So it's just Richard Torres got the first crack at it. Uh, we'll see if those other two guys, you know, get to campus in June. And I just feel like some way, somehow, you know, three weeks from now, we'll know quite a bit more about the quarterback situation than we know right now. I just need to know if, if they go with the, uh, the, the crusted ahi or they just go with the regular filet, Parker. Frost <laughs> was talking about ahi. He was talking about poke, uh, <laughs> which I think maybe you can have ahi in, in poke. But, uh, you know, whatever it was, he said they got it at a gas station, but it was awesome. So, and I don't doubt it. I mean, I think if you're rolling around the, the North Shore with Tony Tuioti, you're probably in pretty good shape. Gas station uh, tuna in Hawaii is a winner. Maybe not so yeah. much anywhere else. Parker I Gabriel. Do, I wouldn't do that in Kearney, but maybe in uh, Oahu. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Parker, have a great weekend. Thanks for uh, making time today, bud. Yep, no doubt. Have a good weekend, too. So that's not a shot at our friends in Kearney. I just, I just don't know if I can get ahi tuna at a gas station in Kearney. Our friends at the Superstation, Kearney Hastings, Grand Island, 1460, 1550, uh, I think 92.7 and uh, 92.1, respectively, FM, the Doug Duda. I, can, we gotta, can we reach out to Duda next week? Will Wilson, can we make that happen? The uh, Hall of Famer, Doug Duda, we need to see if we can get Ahi Tuna at a gas station in Carney. Yeah, I think we should get a little gas station sushi review. Uh, Have you ever tried that? No, no, I, no. I've walked hard past. I'm a sushi snob. Like, I was the guy that, like, <laughs> hell no, I'm not... Not going to have sushi ever, and then you try it, and you're in love with it. You want to eat it every day. I mean, have you had gas station sushi? No, dude, I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I get it. I mean, no. <laughs> There's a, a lot of fine sushi establishments where we're at. And, you know, I, I, I trust it. Yeah. 
I think. trust it where, you know, you go for sushi uh, around the state of Nebraska. A gas station. I've not even seen it, but I haven't researched it. I guess very hard. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pulling the trigger on that. But I will. I give you that, man. Uh, you, you know, you think of Nebraska, you don't really think of sushi, but here in town, man, we got it. Yeah, and the, the other thing too is, uh, I'm ashamed to say this. Now I've had my share of, of beer battered fish. Grandpa Hunt would always do a fish fry, and he'd he'd. He'd drink half the bush light, and then he'd use the rest of the bush light for. And, and he, you know, there were no more crappie left in Medicine Creek, uh, in in you know Western Nebraska because he caught all of them. But I've never had walleye, and Timmy Berta is going to make me some incredible walleye sometime this summer. And I, I need to have it. I hear wall, walleyes to die for. You're uh, you're headed up to Minnesota where. You, you look left or right. There's a there's a lake to go fishing. Are you a walleye connoisseur? Uh, walleye, yes. See, I've never had it. Is it incredible? Oh, it's it's really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. By the way, I just had a caller call in. Uh, he said he's been tempted by the sushi at High V, but he hasn't pulled the trigger on it. See, I I look at that as well, and I think they not to go endorsement free here, <laughs> but. Their Chinese kills it. Oh my best, gosh! Best hot and sour in town. It's great. It's it, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. The godfather of Chinese food in Lincoln was Vincent from Hunan's. He had his place on O Street across from Michelin Chevrolet. And and then I think he his recipe got into the hands of of our friends at High V. Ah. Uh. And it's well because he worked there once he sold his restaurant. Got it. And. That's incredible. I, you know what we ought to do? We ought to just kind of pull the trigger and, and get some, some grocery store sushi. I think, yeah, let's do it. Let's do a little review action. I, I think so. We need to do that. Sushi review with Willie J and Schmidt. We are open to any and all sushi you want to bring us. Aside from gas station. Yes. Uh, we will do a steak and a beer bet. Coming up, uh, Will Wilson will circle his winners tonight. I'll pick my winners. We're down here at Longwell's Roadshow Friday at Tale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut, preteen Swedish boy. One final time, Longwell's Roadshow Friday. Thanks to the great folks at Longwell's for having us out post-Nebraska baseball. few folks milling around for uh, Nebraska baseball at, of course, graduation weekend in uh, high school. So uh, we will uh, gear back up. Weekend edition tomorrow morning, 7 to 9. Myself, Mark Cranach, Will Wilson is in. And then a little bit of a breather for us. And uh, back on Tuesday with Hale Varsity next week. Will, what are you feeling tonight? How interested are you in the matchups? Are you are you diving into the Clippers, Mavs? Are you about the Knicks, Hawks? Do you want to see uh, the uh, continued bludgeoning of Boston by the Nets? Are you mm. diving into this? Or are you more NHL? No, yes, definitely into basketball. Uh, definitely into the NBA. I think that Hawks-Knicks series is 
one of the best out there. I mean, it's not really getting talked about too much. Obviously, we got fans spitting at people, which is right. just unbelievable. But, uh, you know, that Clippers series is interesting, too, because think about this, Spitty. If the Clippers do somehow get swept, is Kawhi a Clipper next year? I, it's No. He's he's going to tap out, and you got Ty Lue there. There's a reason Doc left, and I know right. Philly's a good landing spot with a ton of talent and a little easier to navigate than, than the West. I love Ty Lue. We all do as Nebraskans. But Kawhi and, and PG, I mean, they need to do more, brother. Mm-hmm. And they kind of tried to massage their schedule, you could argue, mm-hmm. to, to get Dallas. And right. Dallas has been too good. I was watching the, um, the Miami game last night, and – you know, the Lopez twins have been in the league for 6,000 years, but they are still incredible at defending the rim. Uh, when you look at, at what Lopez and, and the Greek freak do, and then they just take smart shots. I mean, Miami could not buy anything from distance last night, and Butler needs more help. As is, is nice as Miami could look at times, and again, I mean, I'm kind of a periphery, NBA guy, I'm I'm fascinated to see the Nets and the, their big three get to the finals. Steve Nash has done a wonderful job, mm-hmm. just kind of putting up with some BS. And then when it when it's crunch time, those guys will play for him. Out of the West, I mean, I think if we get Nets Lakers, that's obvious. That yeah. Too. Well, and also that if if the Bucks advance, Nets yeah. Bucks is going to be a great series. Sure. That's and, awesome. you know, Phoenix has been incredible, too, but we'll, we'll see. And who knows, man, with Denver, with how, how fun they are, mm-hmm. uh, missing Murray like they are. Yeah. I mean, they're, they could be nice. They could be real nice, yeah. real nice. I, I agree, man. Who do you got tonight? I think I'd take the Hawks. You know, I think so, too. I think Atlanta will win and cover. I think Boston Really? I, take the point. I, I, I would take the points okay. in Boston. Sure, I Seven like and that. Seven and a half yep. is the number. And then Clippers at the Mavs. You know, it was kind of do or die last night for the Heat. Yeah, they look And bad. Dallas has kind of got house money right now. That's mm-hmm. uh, a three-point ball game. Clips are favored. I take Dallas and the points at home. I'll take – I like that too. Yeah. yeah. I think we're right there. Willie J, we'll see you in the morning, dude. Sounds good, man. See you then. All right, appreciate you. That's Will Wilson, Chris Schmidt, Hale Varsity Roadshow Friday at Longwells. Talk to you tomorrow at 7, Weekend Edition, Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.